Hello everybody, welcome back. Welcome to a brand new episode. My name is Sebastian Edwards and this is 140% Fitness, the podcast. Um, in this episode, we are tackling a single issue and I'm going to go into that with a little bit more depth. But hey, how have you been? It's been a brand new week. Um, thank you for everybody that listened last week. I know there were some problems with the distribution of the podcast. Every time you start a new podcast, it goes to certain people first and then certain people, certain platforms take a lot longer for it to go on. And so I didn't know that it had gone on to Apple when it did. I thought it would take to this week to go on to Apple, but because I have another podcast, they put it on earlier. So the podcast is now available on um, Google, Apple, Spotify. So could you do something for me, please? If you like the podcast currently, when you're on Spotify, could you subscribe to the podcast? And on Apple, could you rate, review and send some stars? That helps me immensely going forward. It just means that other people can see the podcast and pick it up. Yeah. I always find it weird asking people to support me. I don't know what it is. Like, I should talk about to a therapist about it. But, you know, it's one of those things nowadays where you can't just rely on people to find your stuff. You have to be shameless in your promotion. So if you go on the Instagram page, I'm also going to be posting on stories sections from the podcast so people can hear it. So if you do have any questions, you can DM me from the Instagram page. 140% fitness on Instagram, or you can send me an email to 140% fitness at gmail.com. Cool. Let's get into this week's topic. So, trending this week. Well, I don't know really how to talk about this topic without getting overly emotional or getting political, but I'm going to try and talk about this topic from purely a health and fitness standpoint and just from a nutrition standpoint um you may have recently seen that people have been posting online the packages that they've received as part of the free school meals program that the schools are shut so what it is is that normally certain children that are classes deprived get school vouchers or skill meals given to them which comes up to about 30 pounds a week now i've had we've seen reports that say it's about 15 pounds a week but it depends on the child and it depends on the school so let's just say 30 pounds a week now for that 30 pounds a week they are given free school meals which are normally a hot meal provided in the day and also most schools also do a breakfast club so now that the schools are closed and they know that these children come from deprived areas where their parents don't have a lot of money and also we're in a global pandemic so that the nature of the child that would be to deprived has changed. A lot of the children that were from working class families that have three or four kids like in the family, you may not think them of them as deprived, but there's no guarantee that their mother, father, or whoever is parenting them has been managed to maintain their job, or if this a self-employed person still has a business that is operating to their peak or maximum. So, I'm not going to talk about Tory government. I'm just going to talk about this from a purely nutritional standpoint. If you are a government 
providing food for children, there is already a standard to which you have to make the meals. Yeah, there is national guidelines to what a school meal should make up in terms of micronutrients, in terms of its protein content, in terms of its nutritional content, in terms of its carbs content, in terms of its fat content. There is no way that any packages that I saw online meet any nutritional standards, even if we're talking about the basic standards that everybody knows, which is their five fruit or veg portions a day. Also, on top of that, every single meal package that I saw was made up of processed carbs with a couple of pieces of fruit, processed fat, most of which was hydrogenated. I don't understand how that can... And then we also have we also have the audacity that there is no way that the value of the nutrition that was provided for these people was actually to the value of what they were meant to have. So there's no way the food was that was provided was £30 worth of food for that week. It's quite sickening and it's quite disheartening that in this country we cannot provide for people that do not provide, can't provide for themselves. And they're not the fact that they won't or they, if they weren't given the means to, they wouldn't try and help themselves out of the situation. We're in a global pandemic. I don't care what your politics are at the moment. There are people that need help from the state that have never needed help from the state before. And so the, we can't then put our ideology on providing their children with food and substance. At the end of the day, when this global pandemic is over, we need to move forward as a country and we can only move forward through making sure that our children survive. That's where I stand with it. But just from a purely nutritional point, what you did with to those children is sickening, yeah? And somebody somewhere should go to prison. Yeah? It's really funny because I actually only plan to cover one topic this issue, and that is the topic of obesity. I don't know if you know, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you anyway. Between the 11th of January to the 18th of January is Obesity Awareness Week, which means that you should be um, you should have been met with different campaigns, different slogans, different posts from different people, just spreading awareness about what obesity obesity is what it looks like what it feels like the ways in which it affects you as an individual and the way in which you can control change or take hold of your obesity now for me if you know anything about me uh, as i did the introduction last week i did explain to you that i came to personal training from being a beast. So when I actually did lose my weight, I got contacted by my local GP and asked if I wanted to give people talks on how I lost my weight. And I was just like, actually, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to be the one that's pressuring someone on the way they should look, the way they should feel, and whether they're hitting the standards. But you know what? Um, 
we're in a different time. Like I said earlier in the podcast, we're in a global pandemic. I am black and from a, I'm not, well, you could say the BMME community. I hate that. I'm from the Afro-Caribbean community, which means that we are being hit particularly hard by COVID levels. And we need to address how the community addresses fitness. Now, I've worked in fitness for nearly 10 years, and there is a great divide between social economic class and also race when it comes to the provision of fitness and who provides fitness and access to fitness. Most of the gyms that I work in are predominantly middle to upper class and have a predominantly higher spectrum of white members than they do black. Yeah, that doesn't mean that black people don't like being fit. That doesn't mean that black people don't engage in fitness. It just means that we don't engage in fitness in those spaces. However, what those spaces tend to provide is not just a gym space, but also a holistic environment where it comes to fitness and also an environment where you can expand your fitness knowledge and try new things physically that you may not have tried before. I mean, before I started my current position as a PT, I never done pole dancing. I never done aerial. I never done yoga. Like those were not things that were in my wheelhouse or my spectrum. I love aerial. You know? That was my my goal for this year. By the end of this year was to actually have my my teaching qualifications in aerial fitness. However, that's been put off by a global pandemic, soz. And then, but it's it's one of those things where the first time someone ever said to me, oh, see that big hoop up there? Why don't you swing from it and see how it feels? I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I love. I'm 125 kilograms. Why am I swinging from my hoop? Are you crack? But actually doing it, it was amazing. And there comes a point in anybody's fitness journeys, even if you're like me and you are just a resistance weight bunny, yeah? What you want to do is break out of your fitness rut, yeah? And do something that just inspires you, remembering that fitness can be fun for the first time in a while and not just training because you're training and you're on your program, you're looking for your, your outcomes. So if we're going to tackle obesity, from my point of view, we need to tackle also how people feel about what is fitness and what fitness looks like and the way that we deliver fitness in loads of different ways across the different spectrums and across different communities. We also need to tackle, when it comes to obesity, we need to tackle fat, especially in the black community. We need to tackle the fact that so many people have such a hard time calling themselves fat. There's such a negative connotation to the word fat. It seems to me that fat equals lazy, slovenly, like people that don't have any care for themselves when that's really not to you. So we use words like fluffy and thick and round. And I'm just like, no, fat. Fat to me is a physical thing. Fat is to me is a dimension of reality that I can change. Maybe it should. I I know that I have very specific views about people being fat and people being overweight. And if there's a difference between being overweight and 
overweight is another term that is it has its own connotations and I don't like to use it. So if you are able to move and do everything you want to do and you are healthy physically and you are healthy medically, then you're not overweight, yeah? If you are fat, as in the fat on your body is the majority of your body makeup, as in when you look at the percentage of muscle mass to skeletal mass to fat mass on your body and the majority of it is fat, that also doesn't mean that you can't be healthy physically and healthy medically. Yeah, it's about how much exercise you use, do because fat really is about the st- your body storing excess calories. Now you can store excess calories and still be physically fit. Like you just need to look at world's strongest man, rugby players, but they're training for a specific sport, so they have a specific outcomes in the way their body looks. If you're training for aesthetic, then you're obviously going to be training for a leaner look which has less fat on it because you need to see the muscle because you're training for an aesthetic goal that doesn't mean that either one of these spectrums is good because they also have to consider how your mental health and your mental outlook when it comes to food doesn't mean that you have a healthy outlook when it or healthy spectrum when it comes to food I know a lot of people in the industry that we call fitness that if you actually looked at their eating habits if they looked like a normal person because of their genetics you would think they were bulimic or had some kind of food disorder you so it's not that I'm saying that being fat is a bad thing But I want to be able to say to someone, you are fat, you are overweight, without it being a judgment on their personality. It's just a judgment on your physicality as it is. Let's separate the two going forward from here. And then when we talk about obesity, we're talking about how you being physically fat is a clinically medical condition that you are in that is hindering your body and has certain side effects to your health. I know why I'm explaining myself because I know people, when you, as soon as you talk about being overweight, especially at the moment, with all these body positivity campaigners, they target you as a personal trainer, as a being someone that's hated or being negative or being dismissive or just wanting to, like, being part of the patriarchy or wanting to persist in some ideal Barbie-shaped body for the women or men. And I'm just like, no. You're just fat. You're just your body weight composition is more fat than it is muscle. Yeah, let's be real. So I'm just like I I know, and it's a really weird thing for me because I have been clinically obese, and I know what it feels like to be trapped in a body that I don't like because I don't think it represents for me. So oftentimes when I get people talking at me, they're only seeing the body that there is now. They don't see the relationship between 
me and food and how I've tackled that relationship between me and food and how that's expressed itself in different times with my weight going up and down. They don't understand that sometimes I look at a person who's overweight and what I see is not only that they have a physical problem, but I can see that they are carrying emotional issues in which they diet. So, which they express in eating of dieting. I understand that because I do it myself. And often what happens in the fitness industry is that you get a lot of people that have never, ever been overweight, that have never had a problem with their weight, that have never had a problem with their fitness, telling people how easy it is to lose weight and how easy it is and all that that the weak mind is and they're, they're weak-willed and that all they need to do is do two simple things and it will disappear forever in 30 days' time. It's a pile of crap, yeah? You being overweight means you are overweight. You are being fat means you are, are fat. doesn't mean that you need to stay that way. doesn't mean that it's going to be a positive thing for you. If you want to change it, you can change it. If you want to move forward with it, you can move forward. But don't let anybody tell you that it's going to be easy. They're lying to you. If it was easy, then there wouldn't be all these businesses set up for you to lose weight. If it was easy, you would be able to get up in the morning, decide you're going to lose weight and just lose it. It's one of the few addictions where as well as managing your addiction to something, say sugar, fat, the combination of two when it comes to chocolate, you also have to deal with the fact that you still need to eat. And so every time you're putting food into your mouth, you're triggering the same addiction that you already have. It's not like smoking when you're stopping. Yeah, and also it's the thing, thing I found with people that eat or are fat is there are a lot more emotional issues that go with their, their, them being fat than them just having the emotional issues. When realistically, when you are fat, there is a support system around you as an individual being overweight. Whether you like it or not, your family and friends have accepted you as being fat and some of them benefit from it. So when you start to make a choice that you are going to change your weight, change your life, make a transformation for yourself, I see over and over and over again, not everybody is supportive, not everybody is helpful and some people go out their way to sabotage your training so this is why I'm like really cautious when it comes to evolving friends and families in my client fitness plan I just told my client this is something that you need to do for yourself and be prepared for not everybody to support you I don't believe in your body being a revenge tool I don't believe in your body changing your body for someone else it is your choice how your body looks it's your body and nobody else's business. Yes? Well, it's my business because I'm a personal trainer, but that's another thing. But we need to be real when we're talking about obesity. We live in the age of social media. We live in an age where we are bombarded with images that are perfect and perfection in any way, shape or form. Now, for a long time, those images were confined to pages of magazines. They were confined to very specific types of bodies and tropes 
we had very specific types of images that were bombarded over us and very specific beauty standards that was mainly Caucasian white female, yeah? Or Caucasian white male, yeah? Now, because of the advent of social media and different influences and the fact that people can register and monetize our likes, our clicks, we have been bombarded by beauty standards of every color, of every hue, of every size, of every shape, except even, actually, not except even when it becomes to obese. So if obesity is now a beauty standard and you as an individual don't feel comfortable being overweight or fat and you know that medically it is best for you to lose weight, it becomes a thing where your body shaming yourself, you're not being serious about your health and fitness if you don't make a change, you're not perfect, you are perfect, you'll find the way you are. It's so confusing. You say the wrong thing to the wrong person and you get a half an hour sentence about how you don't love yourself enough or that you should love yourself exactly who you are and it doesn't make you a bad person being overweight it doesn't make you a bad person not wanting to lose weight blah 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 if you make the choice that you want to lose weight and you want to change your body shape it's perfectly acceptable for you to do yeah if you want to stay as you are but you just want to explore your fitness regime and take on something that's different for you to do that's perfectly acceptable for you to do only make changes, probably the second time I've said this today, only make changes in your body if it's something that you have decided that is best for you to do, not because you're reacting to the standards of an outside world. That may be from social media, that may be from your families, that may be from your friends, yeah? Because I can guarantee, because I see it all the time, yeah? If you change your body for someone else, yeah? If you change your body for someone else, not for yourself, you one, even if you do make the change, you will never find a satisfying outcome. And two, there's no guarantee how they will react to the changes that you make. Now it's time for 2020 vision. Okay, so in this 2020 vision, we're going to go over some facts about obesity so you have a better understanding how it affects people medically, what the medical definition is, how you measure it, yeah? Cool. So, obesity or being very overweight is when a person has excess fat that not only increases their weight but also presents a health risk. That's the difference. Approximately, this is the scary number now, one out of every four adults in the UK is obese, and one out of every five children in the UK is obese. Now, if you want a measurement of obesity, there is something... If you go into any doctor's surgery, when they're talking about obesity, they will normally ask you to stand on the scales, and then he will ask you to stand against the wall, and they will measure your height, and they measure your weight, and they will put you up against the chart and say, before your weight and your height, this is how far you come on the scale, which is high, low, very obese, super obese. I don't like using that scale, yeah? 
anyone that works in fitness will know that your that is an inaccurate way of measuring whether you are obese or not because it doesn't take into account your body fat ratio or your body composition so for me yeah it means that i could be classed as obese no matter what my weight was or my body composition was because i'm 125 kilograms and i'm six foot four so for example if you're a female rugby player they will be classed as clinically obese because they have a high bmr but they are physically fit and agile yeah so a better measurement for you to use is a waist measurement so what you need to do is get a tape measure put it around your belly button and then it changes whether you're a woman or a man so let me read out the specific measurements so for a woman what you're looking for is a measurement of 80 centimeters or more to be classed as a beast and then if you're a man you're looking for a measurement of 94 centimeters or more sorry americans we do metric on this podcast so you're gonna have to go it. you can ask siri she will help you so once again if you're a woman you're looking for a measurement of 80 centimeters or more and if you're a man you're looking for a waist measurement of 94 centimeters or more I've explained that clearly so you understand it. Okay, so before we go any further, what we're going to do now is play a little game, yeah? So I want you to get a pen and paper and I want you to write, or just use your phone in notes, I want you to write down all the different illnesses that you think being obese can contribute to, yeah? Pause the podcast for a second, write them down. And then we're going to play a little game of bingo. And then we can see how much you scored. So. Type 2 diabetes. Coronary heart disease. Stroke. Cancers such as bowel cancer or breast cancer. Digestive problems. Arthritis. Psychological problems such as low self-esteem depression and anxiety you see for me that last one is a bit of a chicken and the egg which came first because i know personally that my obesity was caused by low self-esteem and anxiety yeah so it wasn't until i was at a stage where i was happier about myself that i was ready to tackle how i looked but we need to be real when we're talking about obesity and especially when it comes to low self-esteem and we need to also we live in a social so i have a new section for you some of you don't know because you've never seen me on a bike before but i teach a thing called cycle or spin or biker beats depending on what brand we're working with so the reason why I do that is my cardio is best when I've got the speakers blurring and I've got the, the music pumping and I feel rhythm through my song, through my body. My favourite form of any kind of cardio is to dance. And it energises any workouts that I have is to actually feel the rhythm in my soul. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's a song lyric somewhere, but hey. So, every couple of weeks on this podcast, I'm going to try and hook up with a DJ to bring you a mix that you can work up to. And since we're currently just in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a lockdown, so you're probably stuck at home, working at home, it's really hard to find that perfect playlist to work out to, that perfect mix that will make you bounce along with music. You don't have to try anymore. I'm here for you, for what you need. The first mix is a hip-hop mix. Two hours of hip-hop that is specifically chosen to keep you energised. There's a warm-up, there's a cool-down, yeah? The warm-up and cool-down is 10 minutes each, yeah? In between, you just got beat after beat after beat that it will keep you driving at home. If you are at home working out, yeah, you're probably going to be doing low weights and high reps because most of us couldn't get a hold of any kind of fitness equipment in the first lockdown. If you're lucky, you've got a couple of 15s here and there, good for you. So the idea of this mix is that it is a mix that you can keep repping out to. So I've named it Rhythm and Reps because most of your workouts at the moment will either be high sets, high reps, with low weights or resistance bands, yeah? I'm here for you people, I've got you, yeah? So if you go to the Instagram page, there is a link. There's also a link in the description at the bottom of the podcast today. You can find Zach's playlist that way. Enjoy, yeah? Because I know when the, the body drops, I was ready for it. I was ready for it, yeah? It powered through my workout today. So have a good workout, yeah? And let me know what you think. Also, if you know any DJs that you think will be able to good, do a good quality fitness mix that you can bounce along to, let me know. So this week's list is mistakes people make when tackling weight loss. Because let's be frank, frank, obesity is being overweight. So if you're going to tackle it, change your obesity, it must include some kind of weight loss plan. So here are my five things that I think a lot of people do wrong when they're going on any kind of weight loss plan. Notice I didn't say diet, yeah? I said weight loss plan because that incorporates your diet, your fitness, and your mental health together, three-pronged attacks, not just one, yeah? Cool. So first thing is weighing yourself every day. If you're doing any kind of exercise regime, if you're doing any kind of diet for, for weight loss, there is no point you going on that scales every single day. All you're doing is harming yourself because the body fluctuates in such a way that you're not going to see a major difference in that short period of time. And if you are, what you lost is simply just water weight. But if you want to do weight loss, it has to be small, continuous increments, which means that you set a date for every time you're going to go on a scale and you do not get on the back on that scale until that date. Whether it be one week, whether it be two weeks, whether it be every month. Normally, I say to people, in order to see a proper transformation, it takes about three weeks to see a physical transformation in your body, three to four weeks, yeah? 
but that's not including the time that it takes for you to learn how to operate on the plan that you're on. Give yourself some time, settle down and relax. Number two, relying on cardio. (laughs) Now, obviously, if you know me, you know I'm going to say this. You cannot rely on cardio alone to lose weight. It is a fool's errand, yeah? There is not enough time in the world to be running to lose all the weight that you need to, yeah? Again, losing weight as a long-term strategy, changing your body shape, changing your body composition means that you also need to change the level of your muscle mass at that comprised of your body. So... If if you want to increase the muscle mass percentage in your body, you're going to have to eat for the muscle mass to go up and you're also going to have to do resistance rates so that your body reacts to the resistance and increases the number of muscle mass. You cannot do it just by cardio alone. You need to think of it in this way. Food is fuel, yeah? If you have a mini... And if you have a Hummer, which one do you think will burn the fuel quicker, the Mini or the Hummer? I can guarantee you it's going to be the Hummer, yeah? So start trying to burn away calories just with cardio. It's really, really, really damaging to your body. And later in the series, we'll go into the the actual scientific reasons why you shouldn't do it. Number four on the list, cutting out specific food groups. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very specific in this one. I said food groups, not individual pieces of food. Yeah, or types of food. Now, for me, when someone says to me, "I want to cut out carbs and need to lose weight," I'm just like, "Well, no, that's not going to happen." Yeah, when someone says that they want to cut out or they want to be vegan or vegetarian in order to lose weight, I'm just, well, well, no, that's not going to happen. What you need to do is be balanced in your approach. Losing weight, it means that you need to put yourself in a calorie deficient state. Doesn't mean that you need to starve yourself and it doesn't mean that you need to deprive your body of nutrients. If you remove whole food groups you're moving removing a whole food nutrient base and you don't know how you're going to replace it so yes it's cool if you want to be vegan for your own mental health and for your own reasons cool do it for that but don't do it for fitness yeah don't do it because you think it's a new way of you losing weight because you will lose weight but you're losing mass not just on your fat but also on your muscle mass and your bone density and that can lead to a lot more problems later in life and last but no means least giving up after failing if you are on a long-term diet or fitness plan if you want to make major changes in your body shape the way you look, the way you feel, your attitude towards fitness, at some point, you are going to fail. If this is a life choice that you're doing, like for me, I fail twice a year. 
Because what happens is the reasons why you were a beast in the first place, they don't change. Yeah. If you're an emotionally eater, there are always things around that will trigger you eating more. Say, like watching the George Floyd murder and the Black Lives Matter things over June. Being clinically depressed because you're in a lockdown, because you're in a pandemic. Being isolated from your friends and family because you can't see them because you're in a pandemic. And not having access to your normal life or routine because you're in a pandemic. This year for is emotionally eats the gold, yeah? But just because you fell or have gone off the wagon or whatever you want to call it, yeah, you not stayed to the plan that you thought that you're going to stay. You not hit the weight that you thought you wanted to hit at a certain point. You're, the weight loss hasn't come off. You put on extra weight because you're eating a little bit more. That's no reason to just stop. Yeah. You take stock. If you have a diary, you can see what you're doing wrong. Yeah. And then you move on from there. You make plans for the next day and you move forward to the next day. Do not get stuck in a rut of thinking just because one day fails that you scrap a whole week and just keep eating crap for the rest of that week. Every day is a new day. You start that day, you see how you've done, you move forward from it. One tiny step at a time. So that's it for this week. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back same time next week, Monday, with another episode. At some point, I'm going to start bringing on guests. So if you have any questions you want to ask me to answer or you want somebody else to answer for you, you can message me on the Instagram page, which is 140% fitness. Or you can also, you can leave that as in a text or a voice note. I don't mind. Or you can also message me at 140% fitness at gmail.com. I'll be back next week. And... Your smart goal for this week is to move for 30 minutes non-stop and then every 10 minutes I want you to either do 10 squats or 10 press-ups. Nice and easy. I'll see you. You'll hear me same time next week. Peace out, people.